I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. Good morning, Kiwi. How you doing? Good morning. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. Uh, you know, it, week four, dude. And, and just know that each and every week I'm going to say this to you. Week five, dude. <laughs> week six, dude. Can you believe it? Week six. It's like, yeah. and, but here's, here's another thing. Like, not only, not only is, is the football season flying by, but I just feel, I feel like life's flying by, right? Yeah. Yeah. During it, football it season. During football season, it definitely goes into like hyperdrive. You know, you're, you're definitely, when you get so focused on one thing specifically, it's, you know, it's it's a good feeling, but you look up one day and you're like, "Dang, a whole season just went by." So I get it. Um, with that being said, phone lines are open throughout the show eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. We've got Jordan Renan who's going to join us in the first hour in about thirty minutes with a deep dive into what's going on with the Giants as they get ready to host the Bears. And then uh, second hour, we've got Rich Samini, who's going to join us as well as Zach Wilson prepares for his season debut in Pittsburgh against the Steelers. And as I said, Mike Tannenbaum joins us on the show. A lot going on in the NFL in regard to Tua and uh, what happened on Thursday night with the Cincinnati Bengals. And so uh, we will have that discussion as well with both Kiwi and uh, Mike Tannenbaum. And of course, we'll take your calls and, and get your thoughts throughout. But as always, I like to start the show kind of previewing what's coming up for the Jets and the Giants. Let's start with the Jets. Probably the bigger storyline here with Zach Wilson getting his debut in Pittsburgh um, you know, a compromised knee and we're going to talk to rich coming your way at 10 30 today, or I'm sorry, nine 30 today and find out, you know, you know what, what this offense is going to look like, but more importantly, like what are you, what are your realistic expectations for Zach Wilson today against a Pittsburgh Steelers defense? That's not all a hundred percent. Yeah. The, the Steelers have definitely been struggling. I think, um, I have expectations for, for Wilson. I think, Flacco came in and did exactly what he was supposed to be, exactly what he was supposed to do, right? But he, and he should have given him enough time to wait until he's completely healthy to come back. So I think at this point, you know, just be a professional. There was no reason to rush back. Um, you know, you got to, you know, some time under your belt with this offense and this coaching staff and, and understanding, you know, what's asked of you. And, and you can watch film of somebody else doing it so uh, there should be some energy it should be infectious like he should be um you know bouncing around out there on the field obviously we hope that he is 100 percent as you know he's playing but you know if you're on the field you're 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 deemed ready to play you got to give 100 so I, I believe he's gonna be good but i have high expectations for him you know one thing that we did see so far this season kiwi is a, a hot second for for guys especially quarterbacks to brush the cobwebs off you and i have had the discussion before this is our second year working together i'm not a big fan of the collective bargaining agreement i i think it has hurt the game in regard to the lack of practice that these guys have especially the lack of contact these mm. guys have at practice and therefore it, it we're, we're heading like now we've got a better idea we've got a better understanding we've got a better grip of the identity of these teams. And, and I think, and I think, 
you know, lack of practice and lack of physicality prior to this is the reason why. Um, so how, how much, how much cobwebs do you feel Zach Wilson's got to brush off today? There's always going to be a significant amount whenever you miss, you know, this much time and at a position where you have to be in rhythm. I think that's the biggest issue, right? So he can know everything by the book. He can recite every play, every check and and understand every formation versus every defensive look. But the rhythm that, that you have to have to be in sync only comes from practice. Now we'll talk about this a little later when, you know, we start talking about Tua, but I understand how you feel about the CBA and limiting practice, but I do remember, you know, when we skip from going consecutive two a days to one every other day, you just feel better as, you know, physically at the end of the season. And we're talking about longevity, not just about, you know, what's going to give us the best performance out here. I mean, if you left it up to coach Coughlin, we probably would have been hitting every single day, but you know, concussions are suffered in practice. You know, the big ones that happen in the games, like we pay attention to them and we know them, but the majority of them, in my opinion, probably come during practice time. And you have to be able to um, understand, you have to, you have to understand that some coaches are still old school. They're just going to say, let's put on the pads, let's hit. But that's not always the best thing for players' bodies and for their longevity. Does it hurt the game? Obviously, you know, it's, 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 uh, I think it hurts the defense a lot more also. But, um, you know, you've got to be able to weigh the pros and cons and, and keep everybody's health in your mind. Yeah. I, I guess call me old school then. <laughs> but, but, but I, like, I totally know, I totally, I mean, you're, you're balancing one thing for the other, right? You're sacrificing. I mean, you know, I think we can agree on both sides, right? Um, you're wanting a healthier NFL and you want you want a, a safer environment for the players, but you're sacrificing the start of the season because let's be honest, you know, these teams aren't ready week one uh, because because of, of uh, the, the lack of physicality and the lack of, of, you know, the actual practice that, in my opinion, needs to happen in order for these teams to be ready. But nonetheless... So uh, excited to see what Zach Wilson is going to be able to do. As for the Giants, you know, <laughs> very disappointing loss to, to the Dallas Cowboys. You know, and now they've got to pick themselves up, brush themselves off. They're going up against the Bears. The Bears are a very beatable team. The Giants are sitting at 2-1. and one. But, you know, as, as much as we talked about this offense being better coming into the season, Daniel Jones is the most pressured quarterback in the NFL now, again, <laughs> After week three, so now ultimately still holds that title as the most pressured quarterback in the NFL this season. What what have you seen with this offensive line for the Giants? And and you know what what do you feel? What do you feel they they're able to run the ball? So it's it's not it's not run blocking. It's pass protection. What do you feel is going wrong here, Kiwi? So uh, on, I, I have a tendency to put a lot of um, expectations and, and pressure on the guys up front because that's where I play, right? So my eyes naturally go that way. And what I see in the Giants is there's a lack of a sense of urgency to get the play, you know what I mean, to, to attack on offense. Like, there's a lack of urgency in terms of, you know, attacking the player and taking the fight to them is, is what our coach used to say. Instead of sitting back and, and waiting for them to bring the fight to you, you need to take the fight to them. At what, whatever point it comes, that point of impact when the defensive lineman is, you know, finally rushing, if you're an outside, if he's an outside rusher, when he finally gets to that point of contact, it's almost as though they're just trying to survive. Um, and then on the defensive side of the ball, I look at it, you know, pretty much the same way. Who's the guy who's going to win the one-on-one battles? Like who is going to, to be the guy who, who we say, Hey, you know, if everybody is singled up on the line, 
we have a high percentage chance of this individual beating the one-on-one -on -one battle and we can put him pretty much anywhere. That's that's what I see in terms of the struggle. A lot of it just has to do with, you know, sense of urgency and like, you know, desire to play. It looked lackluster for uh, a large portion of the game until, you know, then I think the score is tied up and then you can kind of see, oh, okay, now, now everybody's, you know, playing with a little more um, enthusiasm, effort and intensity. It's got to start from the very beginning. Um, and let, let's, let, let's now move on to Daniel Jones and something that I've been saying for the past three weeks. And then uh, to me, it was no more evident. It was even more evident, um, this week against the Dallas Cowboys. And, and, and I, I sent it out on a tweet, like what more can Giants fans ask for? You're talking about a quarterback who's being pressured the most in the NFL and still is delivering like the interception at the end of the game wasn't his fault. The, the wide receiver stills, he slipped, he fell. The ball was where it needed to be. Unfortunately, the wide receiver was not. And mm -hmm. the Dallas Cowboys ended up with, with the ball, but in the interception, but based on, on what I've seen in the first three weeks, um, I, I, I just, I feel that Daniel Jones has delivered. It's just unfortunate. He's playing behind a lackluster offensive line. That's giving him no protection and no time and look at the wide receiver. He's wide receiving core he's playing with. You know, Galladay, they tried to give Galladay, you know, a shot last week. You know, um, he was he was a really big part of, of practice last week coming into last week's game and just can't get the separation. Doesn't have it anymore. I mean, Richie James would be a, a, a legit number four, number five wide receiver on somebody else's roster. Going into today's game, he's he's Daniel's number one. So with those two things... I'm I'm just I'm still looking at the performance that we're seeing from Daniel Jones and and I'm envisioning and wondering wow how much how much better would he be in, in his his stats his t statistics if he was playing behind an offensive line that gave him at least 2.5 seconds uh -huh. and 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 a better wide receiving core with some legit ones and twos on it your uh -huh. your thoughts on Daniel Jones after three weeks I think I think you start right there up front you start with that offensive line he was hit 12 times I think five sacks in the game that is an incredible amount of duress for a quarterback, let alone a young quarterback to to play under and to continuously make plays when, when he does tuck the ball, you know, there's few guys that you play against, you know, there was, um, you know, Tony Romo, Aaron Rodgers, Michael Vick, guys who are, um, you know, their numbers, their completion percentage goes up when they escape the pocket. For the majority of guys in the NFL, they need time, like you said, over 2.5 seconds. They need time to actually, actually, you know, analyze what's going on and to deliver the ball. I don't think that we have ever seen what Daniel Jones is capable of, to be honest with you. And I, I still don't think that we're seeing it. Better is not good. Yes, they are better, but they're still not good enough to, to get the job done consistently. And um, it's just, to me, it's, it's really disappointing, you know, to, to see that. And then, and then little things that I watch, like you watch somebody get beat and there's no, like, there's no remorse. There's no nothing. It's just, yep. You know, as stuff happens, like, let's move on to the next play. You don't see anybody, you know, out there, you know, pulling, you know, pulling somebody by their chest saying, Hey, listen, we got to play better. It almost looks as though the expectation is that they're going to make mistakes. I'm not going to say that they expect to get beat every play, but it's, it's there. They accept defeat way too often and too easily for me. 800-919-3776. Uh, not to mention uh, in regards to the giants, what that defense is going to look like. So I'm excited to have Jordan Renan on 
Will Leo be playing? Um, you know, Thibodeau and um, and, and Ojolari were on pitch count were on pitch counts last week, um, and and I was expecting them to have a lot more playing time. They did not. What can we expect this week? Uh, as as well as you know, who's Daniel going to be throwing the ball to? So Jordan Renan is going to join us um, in about 15 minutes. So excited to get him on. In the meantime, we'll take your calls. 800-919-3776. I see Ira wants to jump on and talk about the Jets. Jets fans, what are your realistic expectations for Zach Wilson today? What do you need to see from Zach in order to be like, yes, that's my quarterback? Um, And is it fair to have any type of lofty expectations for him considering this is his season debut. We'll dive into all that next with you guys. 800-919-3776. Matthias Kiwanuka and Marks. This is New York Game Day here on 90.7 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. Well, we've got some breaking news, and that is Alvin Kamara is... Oh, we got it. Here we go. Alvin Kamara is inactive. Inactive. That game kicks off in an hour and 15 minutes. You've got an hour and 50 minutes to get yourself active uh, to figure out what to do. Stacey Dales from the NFL Network is over in London right now. I am texting her, and I just asked her, will Taysom Hill be a big part of this, of this game plan? Of course, Mark Ingram now will start at running back. But I'm, I, just, I have this sneaky suspicion, suspicion that, pronounce it, Anita, you, you speak for a living, um, that Taysom Hill is going to be a part of this offense considering that both Jameis Winston and... Alvin Kamara are now out. Who else is out? We talked about it earlier, uh, and that is Michael Thomas, running back Tony Jones, uh, their offensive lineman, um, Andrus Pete, uh, their safety, Marcus May, and that's who you need to be in the know about. But yes, Alvin Kamara is inactive today, guys, inactive. So Mark Ingram, if he's available, maybe you've got some better options. And again, I'm, I'm waiting to hear back from, uh, from Dales whether or not uh, she thinks that uh, Taysom Hill is going to be a big part of this offense today. I'll keep you posted. But I think uh, I think could be a sneaky good play. Also, Jameis Hensley, Jamison Hensley, who covers the Ravens, just hit me back. He said, uh, and, and I texted him in regard to the Ravens-Bills game. Uh, I, w- I wanted to get an idea in regard to the weather and, and how the backfield is going to be utilized because we got quite a few calls who came in earlier today about J.K. Dobbins. It'll be raining throughout the game. And in the 50s, could be a little windy. 
Usage will be the same as last week unless Dobbins breaks down long runs. Ravens will stick with a hotter hand. Well, that doesn't really give us much, does it, Jameson? Uh, but nonetheless, uh, appreciate his text. So, uh, so there's that. Okay, uh, we just heard from Zach Wilson getting ready for uh, his his debut today against uh, the Steelers. Kiwi, let's let's head out to our phone lines and we kick it off with Ira, who's in Pittsburgh. Ira, welcome in. How you doing? Hey, good morning, Anita. How are you, Kiwi? How are you? And so, you know, it's amazing. You know, I'm just, last time, well, I was here for uh, the Tebow game and Fitzpatrick, but it's been almost 11 years since we were here for the AFC championship game. So it's like, it's like an eerie feeling. But I know the question's about Zach today. And you know what? Jet fans have to calm down. This kid hasn't played in live action since the Buffalo game last January. He missed half a training camp, coming off an injury. He's got maybe a handful of practices to prepare for today. So, you know, you can't be too critical. I, I don't expect much. If he goes out there and he plays a clean game, doesn't make bad decisions, and doesn't turn the ball over, I'd be happy. I mean, people, I hear people talking, you know, he's going to go out there, throw three touchdowns, give me a break. they got to run the ball today and play solid defense. And if they could turn Trubisky over, maybe I have a chance to win the game. Thanks for the call, the phone call, Ira. Uh, Matthias, thoughts? Thoughts on that? Yeah, thanks, Ira. I think, you know, when when we talk about him, you know, next week after the game is played, we can, you know, use the situation to, you know, basically not crap all over him, you know, like give him give him some consideration because we understand like, you know, he's coming back from an injury, he hasn't played a whole lot. But I, I don't I don't subscribe to that going into the game. You know, if I'm if I'm suiting up and the guy next to me is suiting up, I wanna know that you have full faith that you're going to go out there and play the to the best of your ability. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we can talk about that, you know, after the game and talk about the mistakes he's going to make, you know, inevitably because, you know, he just hasn't been on the field, hasn't been with the team. You know, there's going to be communication issues, headset, whatever. There's going to be some things that, that happen. But going into the game, you know, I want to know that he's 100% confident and that he's been trying. And the players will know, you know, if, if somebody has been in the weight room, been in the um, training room consistently, is on time, is still there studying and, and paying attention during meetings, or if they're just, you know, kind of slacking off. So I think at this point, the players around him already have their expectations set. And I hope they are high expectations. I hope that he does come in and, you know, give, you know, an outstanding performance. But yes, I will hold back on the criticism if he comes out and doesn't do that. But going into the game, no, man, like expectations are high. You know, <laughs> this posi- these are coveted positions in the NFL to play uh, regardless of the circumstance. At some point, you've got to do something extraordinary. You've got to do something that um, propels the team and that the team can get behind. That's what that's what leaders do. That's what masters of their craft do. Like you overcome adversity. So going into it, no, I want to, I'm, I have high expectations. You know, we'll talk about all those issues after the game. 800-919-3776. Let's go to Justin in New Jersey. Justin, welcome in. Hey, good morning, guys. Great show. I just wanted to build off what Ira said. So I agree, you know, Zach Wilson has to play a clean game, but I have to kind of disagree with him a little bit. You got to take the kid's glove off a little bit. He was a top pick. He has to show that he has control of the offense. This offense is predicated on the check down. You can take your shots later in the game with big plays. He has to come out and show that he's controlled this offense. He knows the offense and really start checking down and using all the weapons that everyone put around him. All right, thanks, guys. Have a good day. Thank you. Kiwi thoughts? 
Yeah. I mean, that's, that's pretty much exactly what I was saying. You know, you, the expectation is for the position, not for the player. You know, that's, that's something that I, that I was told. And we expect a lot of things out of these positions that we pay a lot of money for, for a reason. So, you know, at some point, He's got. He's got to. He's going to have to stand up and do something extraordinary, and this is an opportunity for him to do so. But like I said, the guys in the locker room are setting their expectations based on you know what have his habits been. You know, being injured sucks. It is hard. It is difficult. It is not just physically taxing. It is mentally and emotionally taxing when you've put all your time and effort into playing this game. You know, to the outside, it looks like it's just a game, but this is your life. You know, your family structure is 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 you know um, uh, set by this. Like from the time that you leave high school, you're missing you know holidays, Christmases, Thanksgiving. You know, I played you know in all the bowls. I played Christmas Day and and all on all that. So you you sacrificed a lot to get to this to get to this place and it's a short period of time in your life and guys don't realize how short it actually is so every game is that important so yeah i um i have high expectations but yeah i'll i'll you know keep my criticism um i'll I'll criticize with the understanding that he has you know gone through a lot right now but going into the game nope let's go everybody's gotta play hard Again, if you're just tuning in, it is New York game day. Anita Marks, Matthias, Kiwanuka. We've got Jordan Renan, who's going to join us momentarily, and we're going to talk about the Giants. We'll get the latest, what's going on, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Who can we expect on that defensive line this afternoon as they go up against the, uh, the, the Chicago Bears? Also, if you're just tuning in, Alvin Kamara is inactive. So for all you fantasy football freaks out there like me, uh, the game kicks off in about, not in about, in, a, in an hour. So run, don't walk. You got to be active and attractive. Get on that, that waiver wire, add drop, pick up some players. Um, if, you, uh, if you have a running back that you can put in that running back slot, there are some wide receivers out there that you could pick up that I think are going to have a solid day. Mac, Coll- Mac Hollins, wide receiver for the Raiders, considering Renfro is out. He got a ton of targets last week. Could be the same this week. Also, Josh Reynolds for the Detroit Lions. Why? Amon Ross St. Brown is out. So Josh Reynolds is going to get an uptick in targets. Uh, Richie James is out there on a lot of waiver wires as well. And now with uh, Shepard out, I do believe that he gets an uptick in targets as well. And everything I hear is that he's, uh, he's Daniel's uh, best friend on the team. Also, My- Michael Gallup back in action for the Dallas Cowboys. F- folks might have overlooked that. Um, you know, he might be available on a waiver wire. And, and I'm just, <laughs> I'm just throwing it out here and, and I, I might be a little biased because I, I do love Taysom Hill so much, but I'm just in my head offensively. I'm thinking no Jameis Winston. It's Andy Dalton. Who's not very mobile. Now you've got, uh, Alvin Kamara out. You don't have a lot of explosiveness and Michael Thomas is out. You don't have a lot of explosiveness on that team. I think Taysom Hill could be a sneaky, good play at the tight end position or the flex position. Again, just throwing it out there. High risk, high reward, okay? Uh, When we get back, Jordan Renan will join us next here on New York Game Day, 98.7 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking 
lightning splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. Without further ado, Jordan Renan joins us now, talking all things Giants. Jordan, welcome in. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. Isn't this a stop the run kind of afternoon? That's, that's, what it, that's what it looks like, huh? That's what it looks like. That's what it feels like. So bring us up to speed. Leo Williams, will he play? If so, how many snaps do you think he'll get, as well as Thibodeau and Ojolari? What is this defensive line going to look like against a run-happy Bears offense? Yeah, no, no uh, Leonard Williams this week. Nick Williams continues to step in. Uh, get to that in a second. I don't think that was necessarily their problem last week in stopping the run. But Kayvon Thibodeau, Zizo Ojolari, uh, we're going to see a slight uptick moving forward here in their snaps. But again, this is like a run-heavy team. Chicago has thrown with Justin Fields 45 passes in three games. This is the NFL, 45 passes in three games. So <laughs> I think we see where this is going this week. But Ojolari and Thibodeau, next week they play Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. The week after they play Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. I think that's when we're going to see their numbers and snaps really pick up. And And – their, you know, uh, uh, impact on the game, really. Hey, Jordan, how you doing? What is the... Um, what's what, going on, man? Not much, man. It's great to have you on, as always. Um, my, my question is, what is the atmosphere, you know, after a loss, it, it can be tough to get everybody to, you know, to, to continue to buy into the system. What is the atmosphere right now? Is, it, is there any panic, or is it just, you know, are they getting back to work and back to business? Is the expectation to win this week? Yeah, I think they have really stayed steady this week. I think Brian Debo is, you know, he was prepping for this, you know, even after the first two weeks, right, really trying to keep everybody even keel and mellow. And I think they've really just went about their business normally as they have. And I, I haven't seen panic. And you've seen a sense of calmness when you're speaking to guys this week of like, hey, this is the NFL. They kind of realize that they're, you know, you're going to lose games in the NFL. They played a pretty good team the other day in the Cowboys with a very it has a very good defense. I don't think people even realize how good that defense is. Uh, and they lost the Monday night game to you know the Cowboys. And let's be fair, they were in the game. Like you know, they, they were. It wasn't like they got blown out. They lost a tight game to the Cowboys. They had the ball down seven with uh, just under two minutes left. So I think that has helped keep everybody uh, even keel. Let's talk about Daniel Jones. You know, Kiwi and I, we were talking about him earlier today on the show, and that is yet another game with him under duress, the most pressured quarterback in the NFL after the first three weeks. Um, and granted, yeah, you know, the Giants didn't win the game. The interception, in my opinion, was not his fault. The wide receiver slipped and fell. The ball was where it needed to be. Um, but, you know, yeah. another, in my opinion, 
solid performance from 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 Daniel Jones to where if I'm the organization, I'm going to start discussions to see if I can work out a, a contract extension. Are you hearing anything in that regard? No, not yet. I think it's still a little early on that. What do we? We're not even at the quarter pole yet. Uh, do I think it can happen? Sure. I thought that was Daniel Jones' best game, uh, personally, the other day. I know you could sit there and nitpick stuff, but, I mean, he was under crazy pressure. 24 pressures is the most for any quarterback this season. It's the only one other quarterback in the last two years that have been pressured more than that. So I thought everything they were able to do offensively was because of him. But I'm also coming to the reality, Anita, that – we're never going to get that full, fair evaluation here of Daniel Jones, right? With the, the, the pass blocking is kind of is rough. Like, we've seen that, right? They can't just go back and pass the ball. And now the weapons, I mean, what is he playing with right now, right? I mean, they're crossing their fingers this week and hoping they can get something out of Kenny Galladay. Like, hoping and praying Kenny Galladay and Darius Slayton can get something out of him. Uh, they're, you know – crossing their fingers and hoping and praying that Wondell Robinson and, uh, and Kadarius Tony come back next week, which I think there's a chance, but, you know, man, he's not working with much, and the offensive line is kind of limited. The only thing he really has got going for him is he's got Saquon Barkley behind him, and he's been great so far. Yeah, you, you, I, you hit it right on the head for me in terms of we have not been able to see – what Daniel Jones is capable of because of the way specifically the offensive line has, has underperformed during his entire professional career. How does he not lose it? Is he just yeah. not that kind of person? Is he not the type to just go off or, or has he lost it? We just don't, we just don't understand it. Cause I think, you know, for a, uh, a quarterback who's you know taking shots like that and is continuously, you know, trying yeah. to, to, to get his team in, in position and is now playing better. We can all agree that he's playing better. How has he not lost it yet? Yeah, I mean, look, I, you got to give him a lot of credit. I mean, he, he is a tough guy. I think that's the one thing that – I'm not even going to say I'm learning that now. Like, we've learned that throughout the last few years. I mean, he is a tough guy. You, you might look at him and, and not see that, but in the, his ability to take hits, get up, uh, you know, play hard and play through this, and really – I mean, you'll never hear him complain. Like, like you know, the, people say he, you know, that he's like little, little Eli is a term that uh, Marcus Lawrence used, you know, the other day. And it really is, in a lot of ways, there are a lot of similarities between the two of them. And like both of them, I, and I think maybe he he got some of this from Eli, like that. You know, he will never put anybody on blast. Like he will never complain about his protection and his offensive line. Even though, like, we all see, you know, it's deficient, the, the pass protection, and he knows it. But uh, he, he goes out there, he, he tries to work around it, and, you know, he, he same with the receivers and the weapons. Like, you know, you're never going to hear him complain. And, like, about you didn't hear him say Davis still slipped, you know, and that's why the interception happened. I mean, and then sort of pin it on that. It's just, it's just not his personality. I don't, I don't think you'll ever hear him do that. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think you hear a lot of quarterbacks do that, by the way, um, you know, because then, you know, you, 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 you always, as a quarterback, you always want to put it on you and, and you're going you're gonna to gain credibility and 
um, and trust within you know your teammates inside that locker room, whether it's an offensive line who's faltering usually or whether it's a breaking point though. At some point, usually, like people, there's a breaking point. We just, we haven't seen that with Daniel Jones. I gotta give him credit for that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. You I'm could not get talking frustrated, about, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm not talking about coming out in the media and calling people out, but like you, know, you can compare him and call him little um, little Eli. But Eli had Brandon Jacobs standing behind him, you know, Chris Snee and and Rich and right. you know, Hera. Oh you know, yeah, like there was there was all there were always guys who were willing to stand up and call people out. You know, on the defensive side of the ball, we took care of our own business. We had enough guys who were who were accomplished enough and vocal enough to, to say when somebody's not playing bad. So I guess my question to you is, okay, if it's not going to be Daniel Jones, and I'm not, I'm not asking or expecting him to come out in the media and call anybody out. That's not what I'm saying. Right. But, but to a man, you know, right? So you're, you have a, a closer relationship with the team. You know, you're, you follow them, you know, daily. Like, well, who is going to be that guy on offense who's going to stand up? Like, you know, I was in meetings, you know. Where, yeah. You know, where Brandon Jacobs would get up and, you know, say, hey, this is BS. Like, this is not acceptable. This is not getting it done. And never came out in the media, but, you know, spotlight, shadow, whatever you want to do to certain individuals in the most respectful way, but getting the point across to say, this is not okay. At what point or who is going to be that guy? I th- that guy, I think, would be Saquon. I'm not, I'm not sure if he has done it. I. But he's the only guy in there, I think, that has that clout. And I, I don't think it's in Daniel's personality to do that. So, but I, I think if it's anybody, it's Saquon, like, right? He has he has sort of the pedigree. Uh, he's the one that can and has been playing at that high level. Plus, I think when you talk to guys in there, he's he's the one that's looked at as the leader of that, uh, you know, of that offense. I mean, maybe – I, maybe I could see John Feliciano, the center, another guy who would do that. But, I mean, he's been here for like a second, right? So it's hard when you're in that spot to be able to do that. So I, it's got to it's got to be Saquon if there's a guy in, in there that's going to do it. I'm not sure if that's necessarily his personality to, you know, say that to individuals but more, more maybe as, as a group. Uh, Jordan Renan joining us. This is Inside the Numbers, talking all things Giants as they get ready to take on the Chicago Bears here in New York Game Day, brought to you by Eisner Amper. With that being said, uh, let, let's talk about wide receivers, right? Richie James, in my opinion, especially fantasies, should get a ton of targets today. But, you know, I had heard and, and I had saw your report prior to well, last week's game that they were going to try to get Kenny Galladay more involved in this offense. He's just not creating the separation. He's dropping passes. Do you feel like this is the day, Jordan? Like, like desperate times calls for desperate measures. Like, is this the day that Galladay is going to be given every opportunity just because they they just they don't have enough horses in the stable at the wide receiver position? Yeah, I really do. I, I believe uh, you're going to see Kenny Galladay basically in Sterling Shepard's role. Like, Richie James's role will not increase. Sterling Shepard really wasn't playing in the slot. Richie James was already taking all those snaps in the slot. Uh, now, are there more, you know, like you said, opportunities and targets out there? Yeah, absolutely. So his targets could uh, see an uptick there. But it's Kenny Galladay, who's the guy, and Darius Slayton's going to be in there a little bit. But I think Galladay's the first one in line right now. And the Giants, this, this is sort of like his last chance to show he can make a serious impact. Because Tony and, and Wondell Robinson – are kind of, uh, you know, lurking in the distance in regards to getting healthy. So I, this is the game. Like, if they can't get 
anything out of Kenny Galladay today, like I don't know if you're ever going to see them get a lot out of Kenny Galladay with, under this new regime. And I think the number was he saw 26 snaps uh, last week. That, so that's like almost half the offensive snaps. I think you'll see him get like 75% of the offensive snaps this week. And I don't know. We'll just, we'll just have to see if he can produce. And either he has not done it so far in his Giants career, zero touchdowns. I mean, him and Kadarius Tony still have not scored a touchdown with the Giants, either of them, which is kind of mind-boggling. Last, last just, week I said, last week I said that you know that it seemed like there was something more to it, something going on behind the scenes, and you shut me down, and I, I stayed quiet because you know you have the, the inside track. But do you still feel that way? Do you still feel like it's just what's happening out there, like given you know the stuff that he's been saying in the media, or do you think that there is some something else behind the scenes? No, I think it's strictly what they think of him as a player and what he can give them as a player. Like we've seen so far. I mean, look. When he's on the field, you're not seeing him able to produce. Uh, like Anita said, there is minimal to no separation. Uh, and now I think, you know, it, it has gotten into his head a little bit. I mean, he, he was never like, uh, you know, the best hands in the world, and he dropped some passes, but not to the rate that we're seeing now. So I think now it's starting to become a mental thing, too. Uh, and he's not, but this is a guy who's not used to ever being on the bench, basically. He's always played in his life, he said. And he's never been in a situation where he's healthy and ready to play, and he doesn't play. So I think it's starting to take its toll on him. But it's not. to me, it's still everyone I talk to, it's performance-based. Just because he's not getting that separation, right? Because he's just not – and he's dropping footballs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's just not – he's not producing as a wide receiver. I mean, I, you saw it all summer. You saw it at the beginning of summer. The way he was running, it was very stiff. And that's, I mean, that's what you're seeing right on the field. You're seeing a guy who's not running fluidly, whose routes have never been great. Uh, he's stiff, and he's not creating a lot of separation. So, you know, they didn't see a high-level wide receiver. And, but they're so short right now that they're, he's going to get that opportunity again. And he has the chance to – prove people wrong and, and produce right now. So this is it. Uh, he is Jordan Renan joining us here on 98.7 ESPN, giving us some insight in regards to the Giants. Jordan, before we let you go, give us, uh, you know, what's your prediction for the game? Are you feeling confident the Giants could win this considering how anemic the uh, the Bears' offense is? Yeah, I do. I think the Giants are actually the better team in this game. Uh, Chicago is not a very good team. The, the fact that one of these teams is going to be 3-1 and one, is a huge surprise, I think, whichever team it, it turns out to be. But I'm going with the Giants here. Give me like uh, 23 to 14, so, something like that. A lot of running, Anita, a lot of running. You know, I'm sure you know, but not everyone out there knows. The over-under for this game is a whopping 39. <laughs> wow. <laughs> riveting riveting all right jordan thanks for spending some time with us this morning appreciate it i know you're out there you're on your way to the stadium enjoy the game uh that's for sure um uh, and by the way inside the numbers talking all things giants brought to you by eisner amper eisner amper a leading global business advisory firm can help design a winning game plan for your business moving forward together learn more 
at EisnerAmper.com. Also, this portion of the show brought to you by Slomans. Call 866-OIL-DEAL to see how much you can save this winter on home heating oil. Also, 98.7 ESPN, uh, New York Game Day, brought to you by Bud Light. Enjoy your game day. And also brought to you by FW Webb and Wheel McLean. Turn to one of FW Webb's 100-plus locations for unparalleled Wheel McLean inventory. Visit fwweb.com to find out a convenient location near you. Um, quick break. We come back. It's time for Kiwi's Keys to the Game. He'll share with us the three most important keys for the Giants in order for them to defend or defeat, I should say, defeat the Chicago Bears later on this afternoon. That next, here on 98.7 ESPN. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. By the way, again, if you're just tuning in, Alvin Kamara is inactive. That game kicks off in 35 minutes. You've got him on your fantasy roster. Make sure you get to your tablet, phone, device, whatever. Get him off your active roster. Put somebody else in. And for you all, all you folks who like to wager out there, like me, Kiwi, um, I do believe that Taysom Hill is going to be a bigger part of this offense today. Okay, uh, I don't have any insider information. I'm just uh, with the fact that you've got now not such a mobile quarterback in, uh, in in Andy Dalton, no Michael Thomas, no Alvin Kamara. I think Taysom Hill is going to be a bigger part of this offense. I'm going Taysom Hill anytime touchdown at plus three seventy, which means you're laying a hundred dollars down to win three hundred seventy dollars if he does score a touchdown. And also, I'm going over twenty and a half rushing yards for Taysom Hill, over twenty and a half rushing yards at minus one ten. Um, I already, I put that in, in the break. Without further ado, what are Kiwis' keys to the game for the Giants to beat the Chicago Bears? Get ready for Kiwis' keys to the game. It's your stage, boo. What you got? Let's let's get it. All right. So, um, obviously, a lot has been said about, you know, stopping the run. So, that's that's where I'll, I'll start. And where does that start? That starts up front. So, one of the first keys is... They need to be able to stop the run by winning the one-on-one battles. It's not just enough to be in your gap. You need to control your gap, make sure that your gap is not moving and and creating a larger gap next to you, um, and then be able to defeat if it's a one-on-one pass rush situation. So you'll probably hear me talk about you know, defeating the one-on-ones a lot because going back and watching the Giants and the Jets games, that's something that stuck out to me, which was just not happening. They need to defeat the one-on-one um, blocks. Um, then what that does is it leads us to our next key. The next key is they need to be able to um, you know, disguise. So 
you need to be able to to confuse the quarterback. And how do you do that? You hold your disguise. If you're going to be able to hold your disguise, that means you have to trust the guys up front. So when you're one-on-one battle, stop the run and then have some disguise on the second level to confuse the quarterback. And I, that's that's basically it. That's all you have to do to, to win this game. And I think playing with passion and playing with enthusiasm, those things are should be unsaid and they need to they need to be there but most importantly win your battle guys like up front win if you're one-on-one with somebody i don't care if it's a pass rush situation or if it's a running situation you should be you should have the expectation that you're going to win and that will provide you with a whole lot of options back in the secondary and at the linebacker position that's it win the one-on-one battle, stop the run, and then throw in some disguises on the second level, and I guarantee they'll come out with a win. Love it. 800-919-3776. Let's uh, let's get to your calls. Let's go to Tony in the Bronx. Tony, welcome in. Hey, Anita. How you doing? How you doing this morning? How you doing this morning? Good morning. Good morning. How you doing, too? Great. How you doing? Great. We do a little game here. It's week four. It's QB head-to-head matchups, and here it is. Uh, in your head, in the week to week matchup, well, all the games, whether it's Dalton, whether it's in the Dalton or Cousins, or Fields or Jones, or Wilson, Trubisky, and or Mary or Mahomes or Brady, whatever, whatever, on and on, which quarterback is under the most duress to win his head to head matchup today, this week? Which quarterback is under the most duress to win his head to head QB matchup this week? I got my pick. I want to hear yours. Hmm. All right. Well, thanks for the phone call. Appreciate it. Uh, let me call the schedule up just so I have it right in front of me. Uh, who, who, what quarterback has the most pressure? Um, wow. Um, I think, I think, our, I might think be our guy, Zach Wilson. Uh, uh, but what, I mean, with all due respect, Kiwi, what's the realistic expectations for the Jets this season to do? I, I, okay, so I, I'm gonna listen. I'm gonna. This is what we're gonna do. I'm gonna throw out a few scenarios for you, and then you tell me which one stands out to you. Okay. And and so let, let's put let's put Zach out there against against because it is his debut. He wants to make a stand. All that good stuff. So yes. So so we'll put him on the list. Matt Ryan at home against Tennessee. I I think that there's some pressure there. What about um, hmm, um, Baker Mayfield at home against mm-hmm. Arizona? And they're at minus one right now. Yeah, and and you know Derek Carr and in in the Las Vegas Raiders. I mean, did anyone expect them to be you know over? At this point in, in, in time in the season, I did not. I thought they'd be a lot better, especially with the addition of Devontae Adams. Uh, but nonetheless, I'd say if, if if I had to if I had to guess, I'd say those are those are the three quarterbacks, in my opinion, that have the me- the most pressure coming in, just because there were there were you know more expectations for their teams to do well, and all three of them are at home right now. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you on that one. I think. Um... As difficult as it is, Matt Ryan's a BC boy. He was he was my quarterback for a couple of years when I was at BC. But they have to get a win. You know, the season hasn't gone the way that they expected. When you bring a veteran quarterback in, yes, they got their first win, but their the expectations there, I think, were a lot higher than what they're experiencing right now. So, um, 
yeah, I'll, I'll go with that one. I'll go with Matt Ryan. He's got high expectations at home. I think they're favored minus three and a half right now. He's got to win this game. He's Matthias Kiwanuka. I'm Anita Marks. Quick break. We come back. We kick off hour two of New York game day. Don't forget, we've got, of course, Mike Tannenbaum, who's joining us at the top of the 10 a.m. hour. But I do want to dive into the hottest storyline right now, and that is what's going on with Tua and the Miami Dolphins. And some news that broke yesterday. Uh, Kiwi, uh, really intrigued to get your thoughts and your opinions in regard to, to how Tua has been handled by the Miami Dolphins and all that stuff. So when we get back, we'll kick that off. We'll take your calls as well. 800-919-3776. Also, we have Rich Samini, who's going to be joining us at 930 this morning uh, with uh, an update on the Jets and, and, of course, the excitement around Zach Wilson in his season debut against the Steelers. So still a lot more coming your way. It's New York Game Day here on 98.7 ESPN. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks.